you're listening to episode 21. 21. 21. 21. You of, can now drink. Of floppy freshes. Fle- fre- flesh flop. <laughs> We're keeping it in. We're doing it live. Fresh floppies. That's right, we do be flopping them fresh. Welcome to Fresh Floppies. Um, we are here to talk about the freshest floppies of uh, the week. We're a day late and a dollar short because of uh, reasons. We're busy. Listen, we got we got lives. So uh, it's actually releasing on a Thursday. The books came out yesterday. Uh, but we're still going to talk about the books that came out yesterday. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not early enough for the Wednesday Warriors. But we're on time for the Thursday... Thinkers, thrusters, oh. think, <laughs> because they want to uh, kind of let the dust settle and see yeah. what they do want to pick up at the store. Yeah, that's what we're here for. All right, great. Thrusting. Let's get into it. Thrusting our opinions into about your ears, these fresh books into your craniums. Let's start with Night Terrors Superman. For anyone who doesn't know, Night Terrors has been doing no DC has been doing a series called Night Terrors, and it's put all most of the books on hold. For these two months, and uh, to varying degrees of success, I would say. Yeah, no, there's like um, as much as I am not, <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't want this event. How about no, that? no, like, I don't, I, I don't no. want this event. I've been enjoying the the steady, the steady, consistent, strong pace of DC's books, mm-hmm. uh, and this just feels like a like a record scratch or yeah. a car squeal. Mm-hmm. Um, however, a couple of them have been pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of which. Night Terrors Superman number one. Written by Josh Williamson with art, art by, by Tom Riley. The Tom Riley. Who's Tom Riley? I don't know. He's an artist. I follow him on on the socials. Ah. And I love him. So basically, if you know who Darwin Cook was, God rest mm. his soul. And um, Chris Somney, he's sort of in that classical modernism. Mm-hmm. That that uh, I love so much. Simple lines, really wonderful colors. Yeah, they're like simple, straight, like no cross hatching. Yeah, you just get like kind of full bleed stuff. It's it's very, it's evocative of classic, but it's not. Um, but it's modern. Yeah, um, uh, or like yeah. what Steve Lieber was doing on the Jimmy yeah. Olsen series. Yeah, I yeah. saw Tom Riley for the first time. I, I feel bad. Like the first time I saw him was the the Thing mini series. Oh yeah, from yeah. last year, which. Um, it was just cute as hell. Mm-hmm. Good looking so, book. Yeah, so you saw him. I saw his name on. The, I wasn't gonna read this at all, mm-hmm. but I saw his name on. I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is Tom Riley gonna do for Superman's nightmares? Well, I'll tell you what he does. The the dog's bollocks. This is such a good issue. I didn't. I wasn't gonna read it until I got here this morning, and you threw it at me. You're like, read this, yep. and absolutely delightful. This book, even if you're not reading Night Terror Superman, it is up there, I think, with the, uh, what, what is it? What do you get everything? Or what do you what get do you for get the man, for the man who has everything? everything? Something man like that? Tomorrow? What do you get for the man of, who's the man of tomorrow? That one. Yeah, that was an Alan Moore Nightmare, John. Where am I? Who are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, this is a really, really solid. Just it feels like a one shot. I don't know if there's gonna be an issue two. It is. But you, there's, a, there's an issue two. You could just read this one shot and be delighted. Yeah, it's a, it's a super. Um, so the 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 the, <laughs> the um the concept of night terrors over like we'll recap for anybody that's not paying attention to this this event is um, Doctor Destiny 
hid the nightmare stone which is i guess the opposite of the dream stone mm-hmm. dc lore in someone's nightmares uh and it's i guess a hero or villain's yep. nightmares yep so this this character insomnia who was kicked into gear by the lazarus reigns um put everyone on earth to sleep and he is not giving people nightmares he is traversing their nightmares to try and find the stone mm-hmm. so it's weird like you're the antagonist yeah antagonist is mostly passive he, yeah he put everyone to sleep but then he's just kind of watching and and terrorizing or watching them all be in terror but not actually doing the the inciting yeah. yeah it's interesting like, um, you know i don't i, <laughs> I know you're gonna hate me for this but Ever since it started, I keep thinking of Armageddon 2001 because it's the same sort of thing where we have instead of the annuals, it's two two issues per series. And it's just the main character exploring what's going on with the characters this time through nightmares. That time it was like through future visions. Um, So this feels kind of like that to me. Um, But this like in like I said, some of them are not successful. I don't think some of the most of them, I would say you don't really need to read. But this one I highly recommend. I would say this is fresh AF. Yeah, it's it's very fresh. And Um, he does such beautiful things. There's such wonderful imagery in here. Um, And Tom Riley does a really, really great job of bringing that to life. Uh, Lots of panel breaks. Lots of. So there's there's also these books have uh, done a really good job of capturing dream logic where. Mm -hmm. There aren't really scene transitions. Stuff doesn't really match, but it's it's part of the story. Yeah. Um. So it's it's almost it's almost eerie. It's mm-hmm. all very kind of eerie, which is great. Yeah. This is a cool. This is a cool book. I'm highly recommend. I'm. I don't know about the end. Um. So this book introduces, I guess, something that hasn't existed yet in any of the other Night Terror books of. Right. Someone, I don't know. Some people who are not affected by the yeah it's it's um I it, it I was enjoying this whole issue but then the last the last two pages uh, made me wonder like well what the fuck are the rules yeah um how come it didn't affect uh, how this, come, this group even that or just so much is like how come you could do what you're doing like what are the rules yeah yeah I don't want to spoil it but because we're spoiler free that's true but maybe uh, they'll maybe they'll tell us an issue too maybe which I'm gonna read maybe maybe no I totally yeah. Um, what are we talking about next? I'll tell you. It's Image Comics' Void Rivals by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. This is number two of the Energon shared universe. Yeah, the shared universe at Image Comics between Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Void Rivals. And this entire issue is basically a flashback to how our two main characters got where they were in the beginning of issue one. Yeah, the whole first the whole first half of this issue is basically <laughs> issue one. Yeah, issue zero, mm-hmm. which is cool. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, and I, I'm in. I, I'm I'm still enjoying the heck out of this book. I did have there was a big reveal at the end, and now knowing that it is a uh, shared universe, I was like, "What is that? What is what is that? What is oh, that okay. that shows up?" So I googled it. Turns out it's a pre-existing um, IP from one of those two. Um, oh. Good, because I didn't. I like I uh, got the little reveal at the end, and it, classic comics where it's like, should I know what the hell that is? Right. Uh, but it, if you're it, telling yes. me it's related, that's awesome. I'll go look it up afterwards. Yeah, this is um, this is a wonderful. 
the way that Kirkman has structured this book, I, I really dig it. So that mm-hmm. first issue was you know nothing, just two people hate each other, they're stranded on a planet, and blah, blah, blah. This rewinds, gives you arguably too much backstory. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it in such a rapid pace kind of way that it's almost it's almost like a, a really great song that's only 90 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's it, but you got so much out of it. Yeah. So like, th- yeah, this is this is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep reading this book in issues. I I'm. He is so good at pacing. Yeah. Robert Kirkman is so good at pacing where. For issues, some things won't seem like like multiple issues at a time. Things will seem like they're they're just status quo, and then all of a sudden it just immediately shunts you into like the next phase of the story. Yeah. And it feels organic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he's. Did you know that Robert Kirkman's a very good writer? I, uh, turns out. Yeah, it turns, turns out, out I like turns him. Turns out it's uh And I would say, stuff. even if you're not into the Transformers and G.I. Joe-ness of it all, this is just a solid sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explore, and it kind of reminds me, if you like Saga, reminds me a little bit of Saga. There's a little bit of that. I actually felt that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- these, these two peoples who have been warring for so long that they don't even remember why they war... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. This was excellent, and Lorenzo De Felici's drawing the heck out of it. So I would also yeah. say floppy AF, floppy, f- f- fresh, flesh, fresh as AF, fresh AF, fresh AF. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's also quite floppy. It's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, uh, speaking of presentation, the paper stock is uh, thin, yeah. so floppy. It is quite floppy. <laughs> yeah, it's fresh AF, fresh AF. All right, so What's I'm next? gonna. I read um, because we had an extra day. Uh, you know, whatever. I ended up reading way too many books, mm-hmm. so. Uh, get your timer out. Oh, right. Yes. I'm going to speed round a couple of these books. All right. Um, the first one's going to be Blade Number 1 that came out this week. A new Blade series uh, by Brian Edward Hill and Elena Casagrande. Yeah. Well, let me... I'm going to put 60 seconds I'm, on the let clock. Let me double check. I, I, the time doesn't count for the credits, man. No, no. I'm just letting you know what the what the rule is. You know what? I'm going to make it 30 seconds. Elena Casagrande. Yeah, I was correct. It's going to be 30 seconds. Here we go. You ready? 40 One. seconds. Give me 40. For, what? Now okay. it's going to be 30. That's fine. 30. Right. Uh, I can do this. Start. Um, so Blade Number 1 came out this week. Um, this book is freaking great. Mm-hmm. This was so, so fun. Um, Elena uh, Casagrande's art, she just came off of uh, Kelly Thompson's um, Black Widow. Mm. Uh, and... This is so good. This like I Blade is asked to do something to save a girl. He does. And then everything goes wrong to the point where, oh, the world's gonna end and only Blade can help. It's monsters, it's great. Oh, this is so good. End of round. So good. So end good. of round. All right. I would I read half of it and the um it is a very dark book. The coloring is very mm-hmm. dark, but it also feels right. Oh yeah. For Blade, right? Uh, uh the the characterization of Blade is really, really great too. Yeah. Um, All right, what's next? That's Fresh AF. Uh, What's next? Uh, We're going to talk about Moon Knight, City of the Dead, written by um, David Prepos. Pipos. Pipos, with art by Marcelo Ferreira. Marcelo Ferreira. Yeah, Ferreira. There you go. Nailed it. Um, All right, let's go. Ready? Here we go. Start. Um, So Moon Knight uh, stops a gang, uh, like the children of Anubis or something. They steal a boy and then leave him for dead uh so in order to save the boy who's stuck in the in the afterlife he decides to actually travel into the afterlife to save this boy from oh. this cult that's also there in the afterlife and he ends up kind of running afoul of his former life 
and then seeing somebody that he knew before. This is a wild book. It's really, really fun. It's really, really strong. I didn't love the art as much. End of round. It's um, it's very <sighs> sketchy and inky. Hmm. Um, pe- some people really like that. I, it, I don't know. It just had a very rubbery feel to me that I didn't super love. Yeah, that's but. I don't, I'm, strong I'm not mad story. at it. No, yeah. it's it's like um, it's solid, competent. It's better than competent. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's oversaturated. It's just a little it 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 it's a little off for me. Mm-hmm. But the story is very strong, so I had no problems with it. Noise. I don't have a lot of Moon Knight. Um, every t- the only actually the only Moon Knight I ever read was the oh how how fresh is it? Uh, very fresh. Very fresh. Yeah. Was the uh, well first of all the TV show, but then the Warren Ellis. Yeah. One and then the one by um, gosh, it was drawn by uh, Smallwood. Who wrote? Oh, that? Lemire. Oh, Jeff did Lemire. you read the whole thing? I read the whole thing. Oh, I didn't yeah. finish it. Yeah, it's good. I have it. All right, next. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Red Sonia, written or written by Torn Grumbeck with art by Walter Giovanni. Right on, go. Um, this is a solid book too. Red Sonia exists in kind of that space of is it uh supernatural magical or just barbarian cool warrior stuff and this book kind of promises a a touch of both you've got really 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 bad guys and she's just trying to to not be horrible but also keeps getting in trouble uh this was a really really fun book Uh, yeah this was really really fun oh okay cool yeah they got time it's it's fresh (laughs) this is very fresh um yeah red sonia i i uh it's another one of those books, kind of like Vampirella, where, mm-hmm. ugh, man, it's just so cheesecakey. But she is such a charming, ne'er do well kind of character that you just yeah. kind of flow with it. Yeah. Like, there's uh, in another book of hers that I read, there was a scene of like, "That's your outfit," and she's like, "What's wrong with it? I can breathe, I can move. Yeah. You have your chainmail, and I can like beat you. Like, it's it's funny. She like knows what she's doing." Cool. What I will say. Um, the last couple of pages actually show all the variant covers for this first oh issue. Oh my god. 93. I counted them. There are 93, 93 variant, variant covers. 20, 40, 60, 80. I hate, I hate I hate it. Some I of them are it. like one I mean, of ones and exclusives and metal yeah. and blah, but 93. 93 variant issues. Arthur Adams one's kind of nice. Anyway. There's a lot of them that look kind yeah. of nice. Did you see those Jenny Frizzone ones? I did. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. some Jenny Frizzone. Anyway. All right. All right. So um, now it's my turn to talk, jerk. Hawkgirl number one from Dawn of DC. This is a six-issue miniseries. She's soaring into the future, apparently. And um, let's see. Axelrod. Yeah. Jensia, Axelrod, and I don't know the artist. Amon K. Nuhopan. Cool. Nuhopan. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not open. That sounds perfect. Uh, so I did not realize because a, a character shows up in here that I was like, I know that character. It's Galaxy, the prettiest star. Because there was an all ages book that came out a year or two ago. Uh, we had done it for book club, but I missed that book club, so I didn't actually read that book. But I was like, I knew enough to be like, ah, I know who that is. <laughs> and so I didn't realize that this is the writer of that. Yep. I had people coming into the shop specifically to request Hawkgirl like a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, I did not expect. Um, because it's Hawkgirl. But people who love that writer so much, they're like, oh, give me on that Hawkgirl, John. And we're in Philadelphia. I believe um, she is local. Oh, right on. Yeah. So um, basically, we have a couple of different 
I would say three different stories that are going on simultaneously that start to interweave. We've got a villain um, approaching a little girl about 50 years ago. We've got Hawkgirl and Galaxy in the current time mm-hmm. um, meeting up. Hawkgirl trying to figure out, I guess, who she is when she's not on a team or not with Hawkman. Mm-hmm. So she's doing some self-exploration. But we also have some fun Justice League cameos like Power Girl, Superman. Yeah, Hawkgirl um, moves to Metropolis. Yeah. She breaks up with John. Uh, she was she was dating the Marshman Hunter. Oh, thank you. She breaks up with John. Um, moves to Metropolis, trying to figure out who she is uh, outside of her the massive weight of her lineage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the yeah, the the opening scene is her helping other members of the Justice League, um, even though there is no Justice League, uh, and it's kind of funny. She well, I mean. There's a, she's also dealing with, I don't know if it's suicide or ideation, but basically her wings fail and uh, no one's coming to save me. They think I can save myself. Joke's on them. Let this be the end then. And she just sort of like closes her eyes and like accepts it, but then winds up not. I, don't, I didn't read it as suicidal ideation. I read it as fatal stubbornness. Hmm. No, that's So that's actually my favorite part of this entire book. They reuse that panel over and over again just to kind of articulate the juxtaposition between her external self and internal self mm-hmm. she is lonely she's so depression i don't know if depression it, sure. yeah, yeah. suicidal ideation because she she's so stubborn that she assumes they don't think she'll ever need help mm-hmm. not thank god it's over right so like i wouldn't go just as far acceptance as that. yeah yeah um, but yeah, I think this is actually quite an interesting look at Hawkgirl because I don't, it's just not a character that I have a lot of experience with. Uh, and I think if you're interested in Hawkgirl or just like female characters, um, and the explorations thereof, I think it's actually quite good. Uh, I loved this issue. Tell me more. I straight up loved it. Uh, so the first, the first scene, the, the action scene, um, I actually got that. Well, sorry. The first scene is the, the flashback that's yeah. very text heavy. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> give me give me details. Let's go. But then when it gets into the action scene, I had one of those did you ever have those sinking feelings where you're like, oh, I wanted to like this, but this is just so clunky. Yeah. So I, I was reading it, it felt clunky. Um, but then towards the end of the action scene, it it changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I realized, oh, it's not clunky. It's written in a very specific DC kind of way, like almost a golden age kind of way of um, exposition while punching, which mm-hmm. is not it's not realistic. It's not naturalistic. Uh, a lot of comics don't really do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it, it really is them having like a dinner table conversation that's impossible to have if they're <laughs> across the planet or across the city from each other. Yeah. Smashing yeah. something flying yeah. through the air. So I, I think, I think that was more of a, the clunkiness was actually my, I'm not used to reading stuff like this much anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like let that go. And then as soon as I let that go, I loved, uh, Kendra. I love Kendra's like complex, uh, the complexity, like mm-hmm. the, the scene you talked about where her, her wings fail. She's like, Oh, I put on such a I put on such a harsh game, and I'm so intro or I'm so like guarded and, and introverted that they probably think I'm fine. Yeah, it's time to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's so yeah. it's so odd and complicated. And then yeah. there is a panel of her like in the fetal position with a teddy bear. 
next yeah. to her bed or couch. Next to her couch, yeah. They reuse that panel four, three or four times throughout this book to kind of keep showing you almost uh, a representation of in her internal dialogue. And I think it's just such a wonderful like pacing tool. Mm-hmm. I really, really... like. The first two times, the first time it happened, I was like, oh, second time it happened, I laughed. Yeah. I was like, ha nice. The third time it happened, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is, this is ongoing for her. Oh, there's, then, also, there's also a great bit in here with Batman. Oh, yeah. That well, I actually was like, oh, that's really the funny. The Batman bit is great. Yeah. Um, Taylor or Galaxy's kind of um, story is interesting. And then the other thing that I really liked was this big bat, even though I knew nothing about them going in, mm-hmm. when they reveal kind of what the goal is i was like oh that's smart as shit that is really really cool like this this book surprised me i was i was yeah. i was actually really happy with this book and there's a, there's a couple of other things i'm not mentioning that were also really fun i i st- this is a one this was like a full on roller coaster i start like text heavy in- introduction clunky action i was like oh no yeah but then it just immediately won me over uh, yeah i really like this a lot i think this was fresh as fuck nice yeah. i would say it's very fresh well you're you're I'm slightly you're... below you but i still recommend he's good recommend. uh all right mark miller pepe la raz big game number one it's a five issue miniseries coming out of image comics and it is a direct sequel to all of mark miller's uh image books basically it's um Wanted, which came out, what, 20 years ago? About. And then um, Nemesis Reloaded, which just wrapped up last month. He's bringing all of his IP together. Let's see, what? In a really kind of interesting way that I totally forgot about, but works in continuity with everything. So what shows up? Uh, Wanted shows up. Um, Huck? uh, No, that's Starlight. Huck doesn't show up. Um, Ambassadors. Um, the nightclub is mentioned. Uh, Prodigy shows up, the, mm-hmm. the doctor from Prodigy. Chrononites are mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil the last kind of cameo because it seems as though it's going to be pretty important for the rest of the story. Oh, did you say ambassadors? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to mention this one. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it's... um. This shouldn't be as kind of fun and breezy as it is it's great I was, he is juggling yeah. so many different not only styles of stories but also mm-hmm. like subplots within those stories and this book is just so clean yeah like it's very linear it's very clean it's very simple uh hey you remember that one major plot point from a book 20 years ago yeah. i'm gonna juxtapose it with this other major plot point from a book last week mm-hmm. uh Let's go. Yeah. That's it. Uh, but I, I, you, they also explain it to you. So if you haven't yeah, yeah. read Wanted and know what the conceit of that book is, this tells you. So it's I, not like you need to read 20 years of Mark Miller books. No, but I will, I will say I'm going to go on, I'm going on vacation next week and I'm going to take with me the Miller world books I haven't read yet. Nice. Because I, I want to know if anything's going to kind of. Yeah. What else did I expect? Cause I have, I haven't read super crooks. I haven't read, um, Secret Service, and I haven't read uh, MPH, mm-hmm. and I have them all. So let, let's go. Nice. Just wanted, yeah, yeah, this is fresh AF as well. This is a good week, man. Pepe Laraz. Pepe Laraz drew the crap out of this book. It's is, such a good looking book. Is there anything else you're or, looking a- forward interested? to? Oh, you know, there's a couple of other things I read. Uh, so over there in that stack, um, Teen Titans presents or Tales, Tales of, of the Titans, Titans starring Titan Starfire. Starfire. Yeah. What a weird book. Yeah. Um. I mean, so the art by 
Javier Rodriguez. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if any any, any long time listener, first time fan, second time <laughs> uh, confidant, <laughs> third time uh, lifesaver, uh, and cook, and sous chef. Um, anybody that like, I am a giant fan of uh, a little book called The History of the Marvel Universe, <laughs> oh, written right. by Mark Wade with art by Javier Rodriguez. It came out in 2021. Uh-huh. Um, get the Treasury edition; it's delightful. And it really is. I backed this up. Uh, <laughs> um, and Javier Rodriguez was the artist for that. Um, and uh, they they do this here. This is a straight uh, Starfire story, yeah. and it's it, the art is fantastic. This. I, Starfire is such a, especially in the comic books. I know they made her like edgy, dark, and Titans and all kinds of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember. She is. Well, no, in the new Fifty Two, you mean, right? No, the new Fifty Two. She was still kind of like this, uh, but she was just kind of older uh-huh. seeming. This is like you think she's the, edgy, dark, and Titans. The show Titans. The show Titans, not yeah. the Tom Taylor comic book. Okay, no, great, no, no, great. No, no, I'm no, sorry, no. my bad. No, You're sorry, right. That's me. Yeah, yeah. She's she's like grim, dark, tortured yeah. princess. Here she's tortured princess that can't help but be overly emotional and kind mm-hmm. at to a fault um and it's pissing her off <laughs> so she goes on a little side adventure and kind of realizes that princess is a word of power not necessarily a, a subservitude but it's i don't know how much i would recommend i enjoyed reading it but it is so like saccharine sweet that i could see it kind of giving some people toothaches okay yeah i'm excited i like the titans it, it, the art is fantastic <laughs> Um, if you want to know more about these characters, it's like for a for a for a side one shot, it's pretty strong. Well, it's not a one shot. Oh no, story wise, it is. It's a story, but yeah, yeah this is a four issue miniseries, and each issue is going to be one of the Titans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm very excited for this, and it's got a really lovely cover by Nicola Scott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's I think she's doing all the covers because she's doing the main Titans book. The only other thing that's coming out this week that I did that uh, you remember when we got to uh, old man. Yeah. You remember the Ultimate Universe uh, in Marvel Comics? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, shit, this is cool. We're we're starting fresh and all this continuity won't won't be bogged down by it. Uh, But there reached a point in the Ultimate Universe where even like, oh, shit, this continuity is pretty thick and I I can't jump in anymore. Yes. We've reached that point with Radiant Black. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. We're 25 issues in. Yeah. 24 issues in. Either way, 25 issues in. And... Even I'm a little confused. Now. <laughs> oh no! And I'm reading all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still really good. It's still fun. But I, I actually, you know, went back two or three pages. Like, what just happened to that character? Okay. Wait, what are they doing now? Wait, what are the stakes? I forgot who this guy is. Like, <laughs> oh my it's, God. it got it. It's it's reaching critical mass of, I th- and and this is the beginning of a, an event they're calling the Catalyst event. It's reaching critical mass, and I really hope that the other side of this event is kind of like pared a, a pared down and or yeah. streamlined yeah. version of the story but it's yeah. great it's still great it's just kind of like eh, you can't jump in anymore i actually <laughs> just picked up volume three last night so that i could try and catch up yeah i do I mean, love this i love the book now, right? yeah mm-hmm. you're trying to speed around it it's yeah. still it's still great but it's like uh i'm starting to really feel the month in between issues now yeah because so much is kind of going on mm-hmm. and the, the story's getting really to complex. Track. a yeah. little bit yeah i understand yeah. all right guys Email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com. Uh, also, the, we did the live stream. Brian and I did uh, the Cold Pop live stream last night on YouTube, so that's still up. Well, we talked about the adventures, my adventures of Superman, 
which is the Adult Swim cartoon that's been going on, as well as our review of Nimona, the Netflix animated film, which is absolutely Go check that out on YouTube, and uh, we'll see you here next Wednesday for Fresh Floppies. Will we? Oh, you're going to be on vacation. Are you going to do a, a, a solo? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'll do a solo. Um, it makes I'm, me very nervous to I'm gonna do keep, that. I'm just going to keep bothering him to do it. When do you leave? Saturday morning? Yeah, that's not going to help. All right. No. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you next week. Uh, if not, I love you anyway. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.